I just saw moments ago from Senator Franken's office that his resignation would be going into effect at noon today, uh, our central time, our time. Okay. And I guess I just wanted to get a sense from you of what's, how do you feel today? I mean, obviously this is uh, sort of directly or and or indirectly a result of allegations against him for harassment that started with, uh, with your story. So I'm curious how you feel today. Um, yeah, you know... I guess when I first um, came out with my story, I mean, obviously I didn't have a, uh, this wasn't what I was going for, what what, what I was expecting. Um, certainly when I was first asked about it, I, I hadn't even thought about that when the, the question first came up um, the day that I, I came out with the story, especially at the press conference when somebody said, do you want him to resign? And I just said, oh, um, no, that's not that wasn't the point of, of why I came out with my story. Um, but then I, I, I guess I had to think about it, you know, quickly on my feet. And I said, well, that, that's not the point of why I was telling my story. But I said, I guess if, if, you know, maybe if he was doing this to other women or more people would come out and had similar stories, you know, I, I said that would be something for the people of Minnesota to decide. And, you know, they could vote or, or, you know, decide for themselves what they wanted to do in that situation. That wasn't for me to decide. So, um, obviously, it, it played out how it played out, and here we are today. So, um, that, you know, I, I, how I feel about it, I, you know, I don't know. That's it's sort of, um, you know, it's, it's, it, I guess it's, it, in a way, it's, it's kind of sad. I, I'm, you know, somebody's losing their job um, that I know he cared very deeply about, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's a lose-lose situation, I think, for everybody. You know, um, it's uh, it's not like uh, I'm over here cheerleading on the sideline. It's not like it's a happy day by any means. Um, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't really you know I don't know how I really feel about it. I guess. Uh, Leanne, if I'm not mistaken, I, I heard earlier this morning um, when I was on the air there, I think, that you you had heard from other people almost immediately after you told your story. Did I hear that right? Is that correct? Oh, yes. Oh, a woman called in almost immediately uh, to our call-in line who didn't want to go on the radio but just wanted to call in and talk about a similar story that happened with her with uh with Mr. Franken about the same year and about an almost exact similar experience but didn't want to go on the air with it um from the uh northeast part of the country and uh she was not one that came out publicly that was one of the seven others that came out um and disclosed her story so yeah there are um at least two others that came out to me and told me their stories that have not been part of the um public ones that have been disclosed so, yeah, <laughs> there are others. So, I mean, at least that have come out to me. I mean, that, you know, have told me their stories. I mean, they, you know, I, I haven't done any vetting of them other than them coming out and, and, and telling me their stories. And, you know, I, I've never been a part of something like this before, but I, I, I've been told by other people who have been victims, uh, you know, in, in different cases, and I guess that's what happens, I, I guess, when people know that you've been um, I, I guess a survivor or something that other people feel like they want to reach out to you and tell them, tell you their story. Um, that's what they do because they feel like they have a connection to you, especially if it's the same person. Um, so, so I, I guess it's not a, an unusual thing. So, so yeah. So, but 
a handful of people reached out to me. Have you experienced any sort of a backlash since telling your story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, an incredible, on the other hand, an incredible amount of support, which has been great. But then, yes, a lot of um, um, just stuff that I, I can't even believe. Um, just uh, the things that people say, the things that people write about you that don't even know you. That the lies that people make up, the things that they come up with that aren't even true, stories, um, the whole, uh, what's his name, uh, Roger Stone, who I've never met, that whole entire story is completely false. Um, I didn't even know who he was when the story first came out. I had to ask uh, Nathan Baker, my news director here at the station, I'm like, what is this, what, what, what are we talking about, what is happening, what... You know, I, I people were like taking my story and making their own stories up, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is my story. This is what happened to me. Why are people taking what happened to me and making up their own stories? It was so aggravating, and it, it was making me so angry at the time. You know, because it was something that took me so long to come out with, and it was so personal to me. And then all of a sudden, it's like people were making up lies and people were talking, you know, just, you know, and then they talk about your family and then they talk about your kids and, and just making up just stupid stuff and lies that you're just, I, I couldn't even believe that, that there are people out there like that in humanity and just a lot of stuff from women. And, you know, it, then there were obviously people out there that were writing stuff um, in support of me that were even people that I wouldn't have even expected it from. Even just people, progressives were even writing stuff in support of me uh, from because other progressives were writing such nasty things that, that I was, you know, shocked by that. I was like, wow, I actually have people that were supporting just the, the stance of, you know, hey, you can't, you know, say things about, you know, a woman who has been, a victim of what we say we stand for, and then you can't, you know, tear down this person for, you know, something that happened to her and who, even though we like the person, Al Franken, and he's apologized to her on three different occasions, and there's, you know, photo proof of some of the stuff that he did to her, and then, you know, attack her because you don't like you know, that she was a model or that she was on the cover of Playboy or that, you know, she may have a political stance that we don't like, you know, or whatever the case may be, you know, that's, that's unfair. And, and so people stood up for me that I never expected to stand up for me, which was um, unexpected and refreshing, I guess, at the same time. So, you know, a lot of it has died down, but, you know, you still get some of it still. And, and, and you know, it's funny, I, I did Jake Tapper's show that day, that afternoon on CNN, and he gave me a great bit of advice. He said, don't go on Twitter, don't go on social media. And, and uh, I haven't, <laughs> you know, my one girlfriend has sort of kind of been looking over things for me, but it's, it's really something that I've tried to stay away from. I mean, you can't stay away from all of it. But um, I, I've largely tried to stay away from most of it, just for those reasons. Considering, Leanne, what you said about the, the impact that it's had on you and your family and some of the negative stuff that's come your way, it, it, do you have any second thoughts or regrets about coming forward with your story? 
Absolutely no regrets, no. Because the truth is the truth, you know, and and I've been holding on to it, and I think it's just been um, the time was now, and and I think you see with it's just a change in the culture, and it's just a part of our history now, and I think you see with the Me Too movement now with – the, the the new movement in Hollywood now that the women are doing I think it's times up um, you know that the women are finally speaking up and in men too that have that have been the victims of of sexual harassment or sexual assault sexual abuse um, any of it I think people are are just not tolerating it anymore and I think uh, the time has come that um, there's just a, a change and 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 we're right in the middle of it and and I'm I'm you know it's it's tough and and nothing like this is ever easy to go through and you know I have the support of my family and my friends and and the people that know me you know know this wasn't an easy decision and you know nothing like this ever is and I I don't I don't regret it um even as hard as it's been but like I said I've I've had a, a ton of support and you know, I know it was the right thing, and um, I, I think, you know, when I look back on it, when there's been a lot more space in between, you know, finally talking about it and, and you know, being able to look back on it with some space and some time um, in between, I think I'll have a, a, you know, it'll be a little bit easier to look to look upon and, and, to, and to think about it and be like, okay, it was, it's, it was the right thing to do. I know it was the right thing to do, but it, it'll be easier. It's every day it gets easier to um, to deal with, and 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 you know it, the pressure is a little bit less every day. Is there anything about the way Senator Franken handled the allegations, yours and the subsequent allegations, that that you, that rankled you in any way, or that you would be critical of in any way? Yeah, I think. Uh, I think what Al Franken did was, um, I think while he was still a senator, um, and and before I think the calls of of 38 other senators, of his fellow senators calling for him to resign, he was doing all of the things that I think anybody trying to hold on to their job and not really feeling like his job was threatened would do. And that was, you know, throw out the apologies, but kind of doing the half apology, the half denial, the um, not really taking, you know, not, not really taking, not being held accountable for anything and sort of, you know, the first, like with, with just taking my case, for example, the first apology was just sort of this, I felt like maybe it came from a staffer. It was just a quick, let's put it out there, um, the initial reaction right away after um, I talked about my story on the air. Um, just felt sort of cold and maybe just a, you know, a few words of, uh, I, you know, I don't remember it the same way in the photo. I shouldn't have done it. It was stupid and whatever. And then, you know, I think as the photo got around and um, it, sort of went viral and everybody started picking up on it and um, I think the momentum started gaining I think he realized oh wait a minute I think maybe this is a bigger story and sort of I think in the middle of the whole Me Too movement I think he realized he needed to be a little more sensitive and he came out with the second apology that was I think a lot more heartfelt and I think did come from Al Franken I think he did write it and 
was um, a lot more personal and 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 I, it was very heartfelt. And I, you know, I accepted the first apology, but I accepted the second one too. And I thought, okay, that one sounds, you know, a lot better to me, and 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 was a lot more heartfelt than the one that he said, you know, I need to take a good hard look at my actions. And he took in his staffers into his office, and and I thought, okay, that that feels like he's, you know, pausing for a moment to maybe rethink about how he treated me and, and maybe his actions. And um, then as the day went on into the next day and, and um, I'd gone to New York, I'd only done Jake Tapper on CNN that day. And then the next um, overnight I flew to New York and I did Good Morning America and The View. And that, those were the, the three shows I did and that was it. And um, by the time I got to The View that next morning um, to wrap up just the, the, the shows that I did, um, he had sent a handwritten note to me um, apologizing again. So he had apologized three times and, and, you know, made sure that the note got to me. And, uh, you know, I really do think he genuinely felt sorry and, and you know, was like, hey, I you know, I really felt bad that I did that and how I acted and stuff. But by the time, you know, <laughs> the next week and 10 days and two weeks that went by and, you know, by the time, what was it, seven or eight, eight maybe it got up to seven or I, I can't remember if it was seven more or eight women total that came out and had different varying stories. Um, you know, his his tone and demeanor as it got to the point where, I think, you know, his fellow senators finally decided, hmm, maybe you should resign as the numbers started going up and the accusations started going up. I think he started getting more defined. And when he spoke on the Senate floor and said he was going to be resigning in the next few weeks, um, you know, his tone started changing from, you know, I'm very sorry that these women feel this way and, you know, I don't remember certain stories in the same fashion, which was referring to my story and the the forced kiss that um, was completely unwanted on my part. Um, You know, I started seeing a change in him and, and I thought, okay, this sounded to me like a man that went from I'm just doing this and saying these things you know, not feeling like I was in jeopardy of losing my job to, okay, now it sounds like I'm going to lose my job and I'm being defiant and I'm angry and I'm mad. And, you know, it's like, okay, where's the guy that was apologizing before that sounded like it was heartfelt? Now, were you lying about all that stuff and were you just saying those things? You know, that's what it sounded like to me. And, you know, Stephanie Kemplin, the the Army MP that um, – uh, was one of the named women that came out and, uh, you know, she even called into our show and she was very, um, sad and angry too, that he just sounded like, okay, well, what happened to the apologies? Now it's saying like, he's calling all of us liars. And so that was very disappointing. Um, you know, if you're calling all seven or eight of us liars, then why are you stepping down? Why are you resigning? What, you know, I, I don't know. It just was um, confusing, and then it kind of made me angry when I was thinking about it because, you know, for like two weeks he was saying he was apologizing to me, but then saying I don't remember things the same way. So he was basically calling me a liar without calling me a liar. But then when he stood on the Senate floor, he basically was just kind of calling all of us liars. But he was the one stepping down. So I don't know. Everybody can make, a, you know make if you will 
with that. So ultimately, in the in the final analysis, do you feel as though his apology to you specifically, any of the three, were sincere? Now that you you know that you've had a chance to kind of step back from it and see it play out as 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 it has. Um. You, yes, I think. You know, I, I think part of them. I part of it was sincere. Sure, I think he was sincere that he felt like he had to apologize to me because he knew his actions were wrong. Um, I think there is a part of him that, I mean, to me, and I'm not a psychologist, but to me it sounds like he has a history of just, you know, maybe I don't know if it's a power trip or whatever, but he has a history um, or a pattern of, of, you know, acting or behaving a certain way with women that he thinks he can get away with or he thinks is fine in his book. That's not, obviously not fine. And in his mind, it still seems like he thinks that that's okay when it's not okay. So in his apology to me and thinking and then the, the way he says, well, I don't remember things the same way, if you don't think that that's a problem, then you're going to say, well, I don't remember it the same way when, you know, it's a problem in my book because that was an unwanted forced kiss that you coerced me into that was um, not part of the plan, that was an aggressive, forced, you know, something that was not, you know, that, that was not wanted um, and... And, you know, if you, in his mind, if that was not anything that he thought was wrong, then, you know, I guess he can sincerely say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't remember it in the same way you do, then I guess it's sincere. But, you know, like I said, I think, you know, things are... um, a lot of things are being brought to light in 2017 and 2018. It's a new year, and um, things are changing. And I think, you know, overnight the rules of the games have changed, and people are realizing that you can't do things that maybe people have gotten away with for a long time. And and it's um, things have changed quickly and swiftly, and it's it's – just the way it's going to be. And, um, you know, was he sincere in apologizing? I, I think I think he was. And, you know, is he angry that he lost his job? I think maybe he is. You know, I'm sure he is. Um, I know he really wanted to be senator, and, and I think, you know, he did a lot of great things. And, and I know that's um, – I'm, I'm sure it hurts a lot uh, to have that, you know, not be in that position anymore. Um, but, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, suffer the consequences for your actions, and, and that's just, that's where we are today. And one last question for you, Leanne. Obviously, you are a person who's in the public eye, and you will continue to be, so I'm wondering if you have plans in the future to sort of uh, carry forward a, a message of, uh, you know, the, the hashtag MeToo movement and continue to sort of advocate for, um, you know, an end to harassment publicly. Is that something you plan to do moving forward? 
You know, I don't have any plans for that. I mean, uh, there's been a few um, emails of people asking me if I'd like to speak, you know, um, at, at, a, at a few different things, but I haven't even pursued that. Um, it's not really something that I've thought about. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I It's not really something, uh, it's not like something I feel like you're picking up and, and being... Um, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, I guess, but, but I, I guess it's not something that I feel like, oh, that's, you know, that's the, the, you know, the next phase of my career or something like that. I mean, I guess I could do both. Um, uh, and if I, if I'm asked and, and if people, you know, want me to, I'm, I'm sure I'd probably be more than happy to, but, uh, it's not really something you know, to that I've that I've thought about, or really, you know, like I said, I I didn't, you know, there was no pre-plan or anything going into this. You know, I didn't even think about any of that stuff. I mean, people are like, oh, there's a book deal and all this. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? There's never any sort of, there's no book deal. There's no any of that kind of thing. So I haven't even. Uh, thought about any of that stuff but i, I mean i guess if, if people have, would ask me to speak i i would i would do that but um no no plans as of right now no